0: I'm Jen Germain with What's Good 206. This week, we're looking at young political game changers in Seattle who are working hard to affect change in our communities. In this episode, I talk with 26-year-old Maddie Fuchs. Maddie has worked as an organizer for multiple environmental groups. She is also currently the campaign manager for Tina Podlodowski, the Secretary of State Democratic Candidate. It's Sunday, and Maddie is putting out snacks at Podlodowski's house. She greets volunteers as they arrive to make campaign signs and shows them how to staple the signs together. The Seahawks' first game of the season plays in the background. just
1: like all of the sizes, and so Tina and I can just grab a box and go
0: to Ah, so you want an assortment in each box. Maddie graduated from the University of Washington in 2012 with degrees in business and environmental studies. It was the combination of the two fields that ultimately launched her into politics. So in school, learning abstractly about how
1: climate change is already happening, millions of people are across the globe are already being impacted, mostly in countries south of the equator. And That was very abstract to me, but understanding how home would be impacted, our fisheries will be sort of devastated by this and that forest fires will continue to sort of build and grow. It was this sort of culminating realization that the world that I was living in and that I so loved would be different. I realized that politics and policies you know, were really the driving force and the institutional change that needed to happen
0: to really make an impact on this issue that I cared so much about. With the carbon tax initiative on the ballot, the millennial vote could play a crucial role for Podlodowski's campaign and the climate change narrative. But there's just one problem. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in 2014, the number of registered voters between the ages of 18 and 34 was less than half of the entire demographic. Why do you think that such a large percentage of millennials don't vote, they're not voting, um, and what do you think needs to change to make that start happening? It's um,
1: a systematic uh, problem. You know, it, it happens sort of structurally, I think, in a variety of different places. I know that I Didn't receive sort of education growing up about sort of civic participation, other than the very general three branches of government, um, a little bit of constitutional background. But you know, I, you know, it's embarrassing to think about how long I didn't know there was a state legislature. (laughs) Um, And I think that that's a disservice to our generation. So I think part of it is you know ensuring that the kids that are going through high school right now. Are, are being better educated than I felt like I, my and my peers were, you know.
0: Along with political education, Maddie says another piece of the puzzle is gender representation, which is actually happening.
1: I also think that um, really having and seeing ourselves being represented in government, right, we had an incredible amount of uh, millennial women running for city council last year. And not all of them won, but, you know, having um, that visual of seeing people who looked like me run for office made me, like, very, very aware of how powerful that we, like, we could be as uh, both voters and also, you know, as representatives eventually.
0: Trying to navigate our political system and local government is overwhelming for most of us. I asked Maddie, What's the first step someone should take if they want to get involved in local politics?
1: For me, it started by just showing up and being okay that I wasn't necessarily going to be comfortable or know what was happening. Um, You know, go to the city council meetings or read about the hearings online. You know, I was lucky enough to just basically start participating and going down to the legislature and sitting in on a A committee hearing um, which you know for I had no idea sort of what that was gonna look like and then eventually ended up testifying at a committee hearing right on the issues I care about.
0: And for Maddie change can be achieved one person at a time.
1: It was voter registration day national voter registration day on Tuesday and I went to Cafe Ladro because buying fancy coffees with the money i don't really have sometimes makes me really happy (laughs) and um i asked my barista if she was registered to vote and she said no and i had this conversation with her i was like oh like are you planning to vote in this year's election you know and she was like yeah i think so but i haven't gotten around to it It doesn't feel that important and so we just we we just had like a five-minute conversation about like the issues she cares about i asked you know like oh like are you worried about the presidential race? And like, are there any issues that you particularly care about? You know, it's like, yeah, actually a woman's right to choose is really important to me. It's like, okay, well, you know, voting in this year's election is actually like pretty critical to this. And I think that's that's another thing that we could all do as millennials is if we're engaged already, making sure to sort of reach out and remind folks that there are things that are really important in this world. <laughs> and apathy is, you know not gonna serve us in the long term.
0: Working as a campaign manager is a full-time job. Phone calls and emails alone take up a large percentage of Maddie's day. She also travels with the Pawlodowski campaign throughout Washington State to meet with community leaders and organize volunteer groups. While you're obviously super passionate about what you're doing, I imagine it's probably not the most financially rewarding job. (laughs) So in reality, I think most of us come up against this struggle in life um, with the idea of being able to do what you love and what you care about versus doing what's going to pay the bills. Um, So how do you navigate those waters? Um, How are you able to do what you love and still survive financially? It's it's a, a choice
1: that I made coming out of school not to sort of pursue... Uh, a sales or a business, um, you know, pathway for myself. And I am making enough to pay the bills. Living in Seattle is becoming less and less um, of a feasible, you know, reality, I guess, (laughs) Uh, because of raising rents and whatnot. But it's a lifestyle choice, I think. Uh, And I have been really blessed with the opportunity to be you know working in jobs that do right I I am paying the rent I'm able to pay my bills I'm not you know saving up money to buy a house or a new car when my car inevitably breaks down because I drive a 1999 Toyota Corolla or um, you know if I ever choose to like have a family, right? Those I think those choices and making sort of these bigger adult steps will have to have to force the decision a little bit more.
0: Maddie feels hopeful about Podlodowski's chances of winning, but in politics there are no guarantees. Either way, Maddie says she will continue fighting for the change she wants to see. November eighth will happen.
1: I'm confident that we can win this, and it's you know the next month and a half is you know just head down, full-on sprint, <laughs> uh, and I think, you know, popping up on November 9th, I'll be able to reevaluate re- sort of what's next, uh, but definitely committed to continuing to stay in the political political sphere um, for, for a little bit longer, at least. Trying to, yeah, engage engage as many people as possible.
0: Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, yeah. This podcast was produced by me, Jen Germain. For more stories from What's Good 206, visit our page at kcts9.org.